five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to the first episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast. My name is Chris, and you'll find me all over the internet and in-game as Lightforce. I'm also your humble host for this gig, and I hope you continue to tune in every couple of weeks as we produce new content. Now, if you've been following Ready, Set, Pwn now for a few weeks over at ReadySetPwn.com, or maybe on Twitter, at ReadySetPwn, you know that our focus will be on the yet-to-be-named Vancouver Overwatch League franchise. And while that will be our primary focus, to make it more worth your time, I also plan to step into the fray and share news from around the league, the game, the platform, and anything else that might suit my fancy in the moment. I also hope to grow this podcast over time to include another co-host or two. Maybe the odd guest if I can convince slash bamboozle them to join, and quite possibly the odd supporter where it makes sense. Most importantly, I want this podcast to evolve as the yet-to-be-named franchise evolves. Heck, we're both expansion outfits. That also brings me to this. There is no way this podcast can survive if I'm constantly saying yet-to-be-named to describe the team I hope to fall in love with. So I'm making an early executive decision here, and we'll begin calling the team Van Owl until they release their own name. Something that I hope happens soon because, well, as we'll see in a moment, um, there's somewhat of a vacuum of information out there. So again, thank you for tuning in to our inaugural episode. Let's get to the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! Ah, the payload. This segment is where we'll actually recap all we know about Van Owl, whether it's the news and updates on the squad, match recaps, or just a place to share our feelings on the franchise. And since it's been a month since the franchise was announced, part of me thought that this first payload will be jam-packed with actual material. Uh, well, I'm sorry to disappoint, it's not. What we actually know about Van Owl is pretty light. The first sign of life from the squad was their Twitter account, and for those not already following yet, it's at VancouverOW. And I'm actually happy to report that I did get them to reply to something I said, but the problem happens to be is that that was back on September 21st, and from that point on, all they've actually done is like tweets here and there, uh, primarily from their sibling account, at Canucks. The team also has an official website. VancouverOW.com. Now, the site itself is pretty light, yet for those of you who are actually looking for a job, you know, maybe you wish to play for the squad, coach them, join the staff, they actually have a web form set up that allows you to send your details to them. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention they were also on Instagram, at VancouverOW there too. Uh, not entirely sure why you'd follow them at this point, though, because they've not shared a whole lot of information. Now, does Van Owl have a team or, or brand name yet? Well, considering I've named them Van Owl already, you can probably easily, that, easily answer that question yourself. Thankfully, fans of the new franchise, and you know whether it's the simple way of things or cue from the actual Toronto Owl squad who had a call to action through their Twitter account asking for suggestions, some signs of life, well, they've already tried to help out the new squad with a name. Now, we've seen Vancouver Rain, R-E-I-G-N, a play on the fact that it literally rains in Vancouver and rains from above in Overwatch, banding about. 
The Voyageurs has also made an appearance, uh, this being related to Canadian history in a more general sense. The name that I'm partial to at this time, and the one that I'll give a hat tip to for J- to Jesse Wilson for, and I'm going to talk more about him in a second, is the Vancouver Direwolves. Now, Jesse Wilson, you can find him on Twitter as at JP3ILSON, not only came up with few names himself, he took it a step further and provided some brand designs to go along with them. Jesse has created a collection of potential Canadian Overwatch League franchise brands, you know, from the legit teams of Vancouver and Toronto to potential slash fictional teams in Montreal, Calgary, and Halifax, to name a few. And I have to give him some major props. He's done them all some serious justice. You know, take a look at the show notes to find out where you can actually see these designs yourself. Now, surely you might say they've begun to form their roster, or maybe they've started to put a staff together. Well, doesn't look like it. The only person that we're aware of in the organization that's going to be involved is Adrian Montgomery, and he's actually the president of Aquilini Entertainment, which will oversee the newly formed esports franchise, among other entertainment aspects the Aquilini Group owns. There's actually nothing more to really share on that front, so let's actually segue into the uh, unsubstantiated stuff. A few weeks back on Twitter, Dave C. from uh, Benchmob, who's at Benchmob DC, he reported that Vanel was very close to signing the runaway roster, while at the same time they were in discussions to sign Fusion University coach Pagion. This report was then further confirmed by King Michael, at MYKL, Michael on Twitter, and that a verbal agreement was already in place, though he went on to say that nothing yet was on paper. Now, as you can imagine, this news garnered some considerable reaction through the various social media channels, and it gave Van Owl some pop. Yet, here we are nearly three weeks later, and nothing official has come from those reports. So, did something change? Or was there a loss in translation? We, we don't really know. What we do know, however, is that the exclusive free agent window that expansion franchises received closed this weekend on October 7th. So maybe another offer was in the works that gummed things up. Again, we don't really know. So let's recap. Van Al has a website, a Twitter account, an Instagram account, and we also know that they intend to represent the Pacific Northwest, specifically mentioning Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland. We don't know of a team name, we don't know of any branding, and beyond the guy at the top of that corporate totem pole, we don't know of anyone the team has brought in to fill out a roster. Now, maybe that will all change in the next coming days, because at least that's what I'm hoping for. Um, As you can imagine, it would make for a much better subsequent podcast episode if there happened to be more details. So let's take an unscripted moment here, and let me share with you my opinion on the matter, at least everything that we've heard to this point. When I came up with the idea of Ready, Set, Pwn, it was actually well before the Vancouver Overwatch League franchise came to be, and when I heard the announcement, one, it caught me by surprise, because at no point did I ever think that Vancouver would get an expansion franchise when talks first started happening. But I was actually quite excited, and I finally found purpose for this Ready, Set, Pwn website and handle and this podcast idea that I've been sort of picking around for, for a couple of years now. And, you know, a month has gone by and I thought there would be a ton of information that I'd be able to put together and and yet there isn't. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I actually have an opportunity to reach out to a few people that I've uh, gotten to know within the Canucks 
side of the business. You see, I'm a big fan of the Vancouver Canucks and I have a podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, the C4 Canucks Hockey Podcast. And it's through that relationship, through the podcast and CanucksHockeyBlog.com that I've connected and, and established an understanding with many within that organization. Well, I reached out to them and I said, hey, I'm excited. There are a lot of other people excited, but you know, who can I reach out to? Who can I connect with? Who can tell me what's going on? I'm not looking for anything that can't be shared. I'm not looking to go and break the latest and greatest story. Although I know how awesome would be that. I just want to be kept in the know. And I got connected uh, to the, the PR side of the Canucks org. And ultimately all I've been told is that, you know, things are still in flux. So part of me wonders, did the actual announcement and the acquisition of an esports franchise catch them by surprise too? I mean, that could very well be the case. And again, it, I would think that it's not. I mean, I would imagine some thought went into it. That doesn't mean I'm not excited. I truly am. I just want something. I know fans out there want something. There are people, and many of you who might be listening right now, have been reaching out to me on Twitter, whether it be through direct message, uh, actual tweets. Uh, I've gotten a few email. Hey, where do I reach out to the team? I'd like to be involved. I think I have these skills. Not too many have said, Hey, I'm going to be the next greatest player for the Van Al franchise, but I'd love to be able to put you in touch with people. And the best that I've been able to do is say, Hey, there is a form on the website fill it in. So as we learn more, and I hope it happens in the next few days, as I said earlier, you know, I'll report on it. You'll hear it from me here. You'll hear it from me on the website and you'll hear it from me through Twitter as well. If you hear something, please let me know because I am excited. You're excited. And I want that excitement to actually manifest into something. Before we jump into the next segment, the fray, we're just going to take a short break. This segment that I've titled The Fray is meant to be the catch-all of news, updates, and action that doesn't specifically connect to Van Owl. You'll find it to be a ragmatag collection of things I've noticed since the last episode and a glimpse into my thoughts and everything that I've seen so far. So, uh, what's new? Well, first of all, let's talk about some of the roster action we've seen in the past couple of weeks. Rascal, formerly on the rosters of the London Spitfire and Dallas Fuel, signed a contract with the San Francisco Shock, something that was actually made possible in the quote-unquote expansion window as he was actually on their academy team, NRG Sports. Elk signed a two-way contract with the Philadelphia Fusion, which allows him to play with either the Fusion or Fusion University with only a few restrictions. The Florida Mayhem signed Hagopun from their academy side, Mayhem Academy, and also signed Apply from Academy to a two-way contract. With the free agent window opening for all teams on October 8th, I imagine we'll begin to see even more signings as these days go by. And before I forget, uh, Bearhines, uh, formerly of the New York Excelsior, signed a contract to join the Florida Mayhem as assistant general manager and head of scouting. And then we also saw that there's going to be two head-to-head -head events we've seen announced, uh, the California Cup 
and the Gilded Gala. Now in the California Cup, we're going to see the San Francisco Shock and the Los Angeles Valiant face off in a home and home series or derby for those inclined being it's regional to determine the winner of the first inaugural California Cup. In what amounts to just a good way to generate pop and deliver some solid marketing results, this event's going to feature some meet and greets with the two squads, amateur and collegiate Overwatch tournaments, and some fun matches between the Shock and the Valiant. Not to be outdone, we've also seen the announcement of the Gilded Gala, which is going to have the London Spitfire face the Houston Outlaws. It's going to be an event similar in style and setup to the aforementioned California Cup, although they've actually talked about having social media personalities involved. Now this leads me to ask, what other events such as these make sense? And you have to agree that having Vancouver face Toronto would be nice to see, and it would be extra special if such a series were to happen prior to the start of the 2019 season. The final Overwatch World Cup qualifier is also now in the bag and the roster has been set for the Overwatch World Cup down in BlizzCon in just under a month's time, beginning on November 2nd. The sign I'm most interested in has France facing off against Canada, ha, huh, no bias there, and China against Finland. Opposite of those four squads are the United States against the United Kingdom and South Korea versus Australia. Now, if I were a betting man, Canada finishing second to the United States likely did them a favor as the US, you know, should they get past the UK and I don't see why they don't, well, they're going to have to face off against South Korea to get to the final. And this is not to presume that Canada will have it easy as they will need to first get past a competitive side from France before taking on China. That's right. Book it. Uh, and yes, I'm sorry that I didn't consider Australia as having a chance against South Korea. Other notable news to share was the addition of the new Busan map in the competitive pool, um, the Overwatch League All Access Pass on Twitch dropping in price by 50%, more of which you can actually read about over at readysetpwn.com. And then word has it that Roadhog is likely to see some changes, though not to the level of a full rework, you know, something we've actually seen happen to Symmetra and Torbjorn, who happens to be my favorite Swedish engineer, albeit a diminutive one. Now, on the topic of changes, I've actually had an opportunity to play Roadhog on a regular basis, and I will be the first one to admit I totally missed the, uh, the hook that would go through everything as well as the instant gib once I had someone hooked. Um, I still feel that Torb has, or Torb, sorry, Roadhog, um, does need some, some further ability to function in, in many more, uh, uh, instances. So I do agree that maybe a tweak, uh, to, to him and his abilities is in, in order. The one that I'm most excited about, and I haven't had uh, quite the opportunity yet to play, uh, him too much in the PTR is Torbjorn. Now, when I've picked Torbjorn in the past, it's usually when I'm with friends and we're just having some fun. I enjoy setting up his turret and then I go run around trying to uh, bust people up. But if you haven't actually played uh, Torb in the, in the PTR, when you now set up his turret, first of all, it's going to go to level two. Second of all, you're going to be able to toss it some distance so you can get that turret to, into positions that you would have otherwise not been able to in the past. And the turret will now focus on the player that you happen to be focusing on yourself. So if you happen to be going after, you know, say mercy and mercy's in view of your turret, your turret's going to go and try to take out mercy with you, which is kind of cool. Uh, whereas in the past, your turret would sit there and focus on, you know, let's say Reinhardt, cause he happened to be standing in front of it with his shield. Meanwhile, everyone else is focusing on you as Torp. Now gone is his original alt molten core uh, molten core as an alt has now been moved into more of like a secondary ability though a short one where you get a, a boost of speed 
damage output, some additional shields, and that's going to allow you the opportunity to be more of a tank buster. Though I can't imagine you as Torb are going to go full tracer out there. And then his new ult, which will be still named Molten Core, because again, you know, that totally makes sense. Although I guess uh, Jeff Kaplan did say in the development update that they really like the name. Well, now you're going to be able to go and shoot uh, what amounts to be, you know, a molten lava or molten metal uh, in an area, and that'll actually deal additional damage to armored tunes. If you were to consider uh, some of the combo op opportunities there, if you were able to get players brought together and throw down some lava or in choke points, I mean, his alt uh, provides him greater level functionality. Now we're going to see Torb picked in an Overwatch League. Probably not. He's probably going to be that uh, one and done here and there just for a lark, maybe to, to harass. But I think in the, the lower levels, this is going to provide Torb greater increase to, to those who might uh, need to play him with a little more skill. And again, it's one that I'm, I'm kind of curious about. So here we are at the end of the inaugural episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, aptly titled Into the Fray. While this episode came in hot and fast, I'm thinking episode length will stick to the 30-minute mark during the off-season while increasing to as much as an hour once the season starts. And my plan, at least for the moment, is to run episodes on a bi-weekly basis, with every new episode published every second Monday, which means the next episode will go live in the middle of the Halloween terror in-game event, while the third will hit the internet at the conclusion of BlizzCon. Hey, uh, think we'll see a hero announcement there? I'm kind of thinking we might. Let's also hope that we'll have more to talk about regarding Van Owl in time for that next episode, because I've never been that good at making stuff up. With the Vancouver Canucks on a long road trip, part of me wonders if the Aquilini group would use this time to showcase the Overwatch League franchise in an event similar to how they launched the rebranded National Lacrosse League team they acquired, the Vancouver Warriors. I would also like to take a moment to give some credit to Burn7, the SoundCloud artist who created the sweet Overwatch-themed tune I've used throughout this podcast. If you're interested in hearing the original work, stick around for another minute or two as I'll play this episode out with it. And if you're interested in grabbing a copy of the track yourself, look for the link in the show notes on readysetpone.com. Lastly, while this side project is one that I've spun up, I'm extremely receptive to any feedback you may have. Got something to tell me? Feel free to shoot me comments on the website at readysetpone.com, on Twitter at readysetpwn, on Facebook at facebook.com slash readysetpwn, or by email, feedback at readysetpwn.com. I'm also keen to hear from any of you that think you'd be a good foil to my Reinhardt main. If you ever wanted to dive into the podcast world, or already have and have even more time to add to your repertoire, hit me up. Let's you and I make magic together. Thank you for tuning in, giving me a listen, and making it all the way to the end, because I can only think of two more words to say. Catchphrase! Thank you.